This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Podcast in other news. This is a podcast that will expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts. I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Jason Chatfield. If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber, why not? Please subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. If you have messages of love and positivity, you could reach me at Jen at myvetcandy.com. And if you just feel like getting real with it, you can reach me at jason at myvetcandy.com. Our topic today is motivation, motivation. What is in it? O- Listen, in other news, it can be hard for all animal care professionals to simply stay motivated. And we have a clever play on words here. You were trying to say, I'll give you one more opportunity okay. here. Want me to spell it out for you, Jen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. well, Do where it. it's usually... V-A-T, you put an E, and it's V-E-T. You know what that spells? Motivated. There you go. You can do it. You can be taught. She can be taught. (laughs) All right. Come on, people. That's not a newsflash. Anyhow, so Jason, you know, I think I'm a fairly motivated person. I would agree with that. I would agree 100% with that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm motivated, you know, kicking and screaming, but um, it's motivation nonetheless, right? Isn't that okay? Yeah. Well, there's all different types of motivation, so I've been told. I've also oh. been told by one very smart individual, or actually several, I won't name them, the only true motivation is self-motivation. But we can get into that later. We can get into that later because, as always, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not an expert at this. Are you an expert? I'm an expert in some things, not this thing. <laughs> oh, good answer. I love it. I love it. All right. So again, Sorry, we're not self-confidence. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, you're right. So we're not an expert in this. Um, I, I have no idea how to get motivated when I'm not because I do have those days as everyone does. Yep. So we do have an expert joining us in the Candyverse today, and it is the venerable Dr. Quincy Holly. Welcome, Dr. Holly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So excited about talking Wait. about motivation or motivation in this case yes, yes yes are you motivated to join us in the candyverse i am i am motivated <laughs> you know this is, this is really exciting for me so that's right okay that's great not a, so- that, that's not a very fair question because i mean i would say everybody is motivated to join us in the candyverse so it's true it's, it's true it's uh i think we're talking about those days like you said when everybody's got them and no matter how positive you might be i, I think because i've got them you don't even want to get out of bed. And so we brought someone on that can help us kind of, kind of how do we deal with that kind of stuff? Yeah. And I, but I just want to right, right off the bat here, let me go ahead and, and um, start the game. If you're playing the drinking game of how many puns show up in our podcast episode, <laughs> I think we're already at four. <laughs> yeah. So, you, better, you better put it down okay. now and be like, yeah, we just, just put it down. every third time. Otherwise you're not going to make right. it to the podcast. You better not be driving. That's right. Or you could take a shot of wheatgrass. That would be better. That would be the, the better drinking game. Shot yeah. of wheatgrass because we try to be healthy because you remember our other um, resident of the Candyverse? You remember that guy? Yeah. That healthy guy? Yeah. Courtney I remember who? that guy. Huh? Dr. Courtney Campbell. He would be very healthy and he would say, take a shot of wheatgrass juice or something, yeah. right? Yeah, well, Maybe? he's out in California. I know. He's in Cali. So anyhow, so I'm coming to you from the cottage at the farm. Jason's in the basement. Dr. Quincy, where are you? I am in Fayetteville, North Kakalaki. <laughs> North Kakalaki. That's right. That's right. I don't know why they call North Carolina North Kakalaki, but they yeah. do. But I am well, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So can we define they? Because I've never heard that North. What is it? Kakalaki. <laughs> North Kakalaki. I have no idea about the origins of that word. I'm just repeating what I know. So oh, <laughs> oh, well, it's Are like you- school again. Repeating what you know. I love it. <laughs> So wait a minute. Are you Maybe from North, North Carolina? Carolina? I, don't, I, I am from North Carolina, born and raised. Um, okay. Oxford, North Carolina is a really small town. And then I went to Greensboro. Well, I went to North Carolina A&T State University, Aggie Pride, oh, and animal science yeah. there. And then I went to Raleigh, which uh-huh. is the capital of North Kakalaki. 
Mm-hmm. Now, with the NC State, so that school did not yeah. move to Fayetteville to, you know, to work. And NC State is right near that other school. Uh, what's it called, Jason? That other school um, in the Research yes. Triangle? You can do that. <laughs> you can totally do that. It doesn't start with a North Carolina? No. It doesn't start with North. It starts with a D. Oh, yeah. Four letters, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to put your nose up a little higher in the air when – no, did you see that? He, he had already he had already been trained while he blocked it out. He had to like delve deep in his memory. Oh yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's cool. Run to the water on that one to talk about. That's that. right. Of course, we're talking about Duke University because uh, Dr. Jason and I, as you may not be aware, Dr. Quincy, Dr. Jason and I are both lifelong, incredibly rabid. See what we did there? Incredibly rabid mm-hmm. Duke basketball fans. So really, that's, that's all I can tell you. We do like the wow. Wolfpack. Wolfpack is I good. Used, we appreciate the Wolfpack. I used but... to like Duke when I was a kid. My brother liked UNC. So Perfect. I like Duke. Oh, like naturally. You right? had your own Tobacco Road rivalry happening in the in the in the Holly household. Yes, yeah. yes brothers. Yes. They, that's what, they just need to find motivation to fight, and that's it, right there. That's enough. <laughs> you didn't even need fight. motivation. Like fighting is just a normal part of. <laughs> Having a brother, yes, absolutely. That's awesome. Okay, so let's get down to some business here. I want to know about this because I have been um, introduced to this concept of respelling motivation with an E instead of an A. And uh, you're a veterinarian, but you're not working in practice currently. Is that right? Uh, Not general practice. Uh, So I'm an independent contractor for VIP Pet Care. Okay. Clinics on the weekend, and then my wife has a mobile practice. And sometimes I tech for her, and sometimes I vet for her. Oh, oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still teching, man. Man, you <laughs> not getting you are paid. The number, <laughs> you're, the, you're the number one husband right now. Every every female veterinarian listening to the podcast right now just went, oh, and they're already already writing down get husband to listen to this podcast. <laughs> right. That's what I was oh, say, she knows. She knows. Like I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I will help her. <laughs> If I have to. Yes, yes. That's I awesome. Her. Because I love her. Aww. Oh, that's wait, motivation right man. there. Yeah. We know Mother's Day is coming up, so I got to. Yeah, you got to lay it on. <laughs> okay. But in all seriousness, when you're not teching for your wife and when you're not playing doctor on TV, what is Get Motivated? Yes. So Get Motivated is, in short, my baby. It, it's my heart, it's my passion. Uh, myself and co-founder Renee Michelle, we came up with the idea of writing a well-being book, like a well-being plums for veterinary professionals, where we talked about like all the many different topics and subjects of well-being and putting them into like a well-being formulary, if you will. Hey, could you give me an example? Could you give me an example of a topic of well-being? Because I'm, I'm rudimentary at best at this. It's new sure, for me. Sure, sure. So we could talk about perspective, gratitude, resilience, burnout, compassion, fatigue, personal development, mindfulness, meditation, um, you know. To, one to example. Any, Dr. Quincy, like one example. I, but I can't give you one. I'm an enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's yes. true. Yeah, but like any, any of those could, could suffice for you. Yeah. And you learned about that in vet school, right? As you pick a job, I'm going to say no. You, you, yeah. I'll let you recover. I'm going to say, I'm well, telling you what, we went to school a little, little before your time. We did not talk about that. It was drive, 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 go, go, go. That's right. Oh, what are you talking it, about? I mean, that would have been a foreign concept, you know, back yeah. in the day. Just a Absolutely. And vet school was a while back. So I'm not going to say that we didn't. I just don't remember much of it. <laughs> if it was covered or not. Yeah. And I know vet schools are doing a lot now to address well-being and mental health and all that stuff. And uh, NC State was really thorough. We had like a business course and all types of things. But like the well-being topics that I just named, they really weren't covered that, that much. Yeah, I think there's so much happening in veterinary school. It would be difficult because the other, the other thing I would question, if it is being covered substantially in vet school, I would say, where's that on the national board exam? Right, where, right, like, right. Where, and I, I'm not saying it's not important. Like, don't like, don't crush me on the internet, people. But what I'm saying is, if I'm there for the purpose of learning the skills that are necessary in order to effectively uh, practice as a veterinarian or take on a role as a, a veterinary professional, where is that on the the licensing exam? Where is that on the the uh, course requirements for graduating with that 
that degree. And so right. I, I'm, right. like, I'm not hating on schools that don't have a lot of time devoted to it. I'm not saying right. it's not important. I'm just saying, you know, realistically. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. So not, not motivation necessarily. Um, it, so again, like, like the whole motivation thing was just a play on words. I thought it was catchy, right? <laughs> um, it but is. I think, I think, but I think well-being will be on the, the board exam at some point in the future. That's just my prediction. I'll bet you 150 bucks that at some point within the next 10 years, it'll be, it'll, it'll be on there. That's an interesting bet. I, I might take that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I don't know how that question would be phrased as it pertains to obtaining a veterinary license. I don't necessarily agree with Dr. Jen because that's a pretty, pretty rare thing. But I do agree with, with the fact that what exactly, I think it's important, but what exactly would they be taking out? They already cram enough in there in the four years. I mean, I mean, raise your hand if you didn't feel like it was crammed in there. I mean, there's a lot of information. They're going to have to take something out or make you go to school from instead of eight to five, you know, eight to seven you know, every day. And so they're just, you're going to uh, teach preventing burnout by burning the students out, right? It seems like an well, interesting situation. So there are things that you could cut, like any of the, the thousands of topics that I learned that I never use. Like what? <laughs> well, like some I of mean, stuff. So like if you're talking like anatomy, we learned so much information about like nerves and little bone prominences and foramina <laughs> and things like that, that we never really actually use maybe some people do like the specialists if you are an orthopedic surgeon maybe you need to know about a lot of the nooks and crannies but in terms of the general practitioners a lot of people are just calling veins the side of the leg vein and things like okay, that. okay wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute back it up back it up back it up okay in, listen in reality to what well in reality i mean we're, we're, we're calling wait a second i'm about to get in trouble oh my god we are we're okay <laughs> I thought, okay. I thought, I thought embryology was interesting when I got to the clinical, we had a course first year called clinical correlates and we got there and they introduced the soap and the problem list and all this, right? Veterinarians right now, we're all having like some kind of crazy flashback because they don't want to see it. But they said embryology and then we get to clinical correlates and they're like, number one problem for this pet. Oh, it's not spayed. And I'm like, why do we need to know embryology if everyone thinks those parts are supposed to be removed at birth? Yeah. Right. <laughs> who, who needs to know this? Okay. Right, so, right. Oh, look. so here's the other thing. I don't disagree with you a little bit about anatomy. I hate anatomy. I can't say it enough. I hate anatomy. Dr. Lori Yeager made me appreciate anatomy though. Second semester. She was our large animal anatomy teacher. I don't, my argument is I don't need to name it. I just need to know it's there. Right. So I need to know it's there. So as I don't cut it, if I don't, if I'm not supposed to, but I will tell you, if you're talking to another professional and you're not using Zoom, it's very helpful if I can say the exact name of something in the location oh, for because sure. then I know we're both picturing the same thing in our minds. So I do think it's a bit of a, a language learning curve for us as anatomy and it starts us out. But I mean, I agree. I think you could, you, you could maybe cut a little bit of anatomy, but that still doesn't give you... I mean, what's that going to get you? You cut 10 minutes of anatomy. What's that get you? 10 minutes of well-being. Oh, okay. He loves his well-being. He's like, he, he didn't even back off of that. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah well, cut t try 15 minutes of anatomy to get well, 15 you know, minutes of well-being. You know, so, so much of the material, I think that all the courses in vet school are vitally important. But to say that there aren't portions of each class that probably go into way too much detail that the average veterinarian needs to know histopath out and to be able to practice you know I, I just think that some of it could be cut and if we could um you know maybe go back and reevaluate what parts are truly essential what parts do a specialist need to know that we could probably cut a lot off of that so. okay so i'm gonna leave a cliffhanger right there uh -oh. <clears throat> the news hounds in the candy verse you know what's coming. You feel it right now if, you, if you're a listener to our podcast. We're going to pay some bills. We're going to go to a quick break. On the other side of that, we're going to hear a little bit more about maybe some tips and tricks that Dr. Holly has for keeping us motivated, especially Dr. Jason. He needs a little motivation, especially on like Wednesdays and Thursdays. But anyway, so hang with us. We'll be right back and we'll see you on the other side. Vet Candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at myvetcandy.com and start making your life sweeter. 
Oh, sure. It's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We are animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. hanging with us we are on with the um incredibly motivating 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 dr quincy holly talking about the need for those skills i think is what you're getting at dr holly kind of skills for continuing to be motivated as a professional because we do have we all of us working in animal care i think have difficult jobs on different days right and so what are we supposed to do about that because you've talked to a ton of people about this. This is what yes, you do. Yes, yes, yes. So there are, are probably so many different like individual skill sets that an individual could learn. So we talked about some of them earlier from mindset, meditation, and mindfulness, things of that nature. But I like to actually go to what I consider the umbrella category as it relates to well-being. All right. And so, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about are, things like... Are, we, are you taking us under your umbrella the, Ella, here, Ella. The, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Shout out Rihanna if you're listening. I to this. guess I can't believe she did that. I cannot. First, first you want to rewrite vet school curriculum as a whole, and then she's gonna try to sing on the podcast. Oh my yeah. God! Was it singing? That wasn't singing. Yes, we're aware that was not singing. Okay, you don't need to tell. I think us. that song came out when I was in vet school. Maybe I can't remember, but it. Well, it let me culture you. Song. Okay, yes. you're welcome for bringing a little culture to the podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so but tell us, what's the umbrella category for wellness and for motivation? So, so I, th- I think about things like mindset and perspective. I re- really believe that mindset and perspective are, are the two or two of the biggest things that we can do as veterinary professionals. And mm-hmm. most of us have very little, if any, training whatsoever as it relates to mindset and perspective. When I say perspective, it's your viewpoint. It's your 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 point of view of the world and how you look at things. And so um, one of those perspectives, for example, would be the only thing that can go wrong in this world is my own personal attitude. I can always make that right. So that's one of the, the, the higher perspectives that I like to talk about a lot. And Wait, could, could, could you say it one more time? Because I, I and Jason, you hit on this. We were talking the other day and you hit on this. Say that one more time. The only Dr. thing. Quincy? The only thing that can go wrong in this world is my own personal attitude, and I can always make that right. There you go. Love that sounds it. like a mantra. Another T-shirt saying. Yeah. That's Man, right. Yeah. In, yeah. in the Vet Candy verse, we're going to make a mint with all of our T-shirt sayings. This is fantastic. Another one. That's right. Yep. But um, so, so I, I will agree with you. There, it is not possible for me to agree with you more on that, that statement there because – it goes right along with another concept that I was very, very fortunate to learn, not in a fun way, but I learned it nonetheless many years ago, which is there's only one person in charge of whether or not I am happy at any point in time. And it's me. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, and so it, you could choose to be happy or you could choose to not be. Right. And that's not to say that bad things don't happen, right? People Absolutely. die on us. People die on this. Sometimes surgeries go wrong. Sometimes technicians call out or doctors call out. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you have you go to a crappy hospital where or the leaders in the management they are you know like jerks. That happens yeah. in life. Yeah. Sometimes you can go into a burnout situation, but there's still a back end of that, which is how you look at that situation. And th- there are just so many different perspectives that you could take towards mm-hmm. any negative any, anything that appears to be negative if you will and you can sort of spin that to find the advantages and the disadvantages to find the opportunity in the chaos and uh, i know tony robbins always says that life's always happening for us and and not to us and i, I really do yeah. believe that like it's my central ideal and like it's my religion and it, it's not particularly easy but it is insanely effective <laughs> and that's why i do but it. like but like any skill, it gets easier the more often you do it. Oh, I mean, my God. You, and if, you, if, if you consciously do this every day, then you find yourself all of a sudden, you're not having to force yourself to shift that perspective. It's like a muscle. It is you a just muscle. do that. And, and you're just happier on a daily basis, even when you're in an unhappy situation. Oh, my gosh. Like um, you get on it 
you hit on it. Um, Tony Robbins talks about the RAS, the reticular activating system. And apparently that's like a physiological anatomical process that happens where if you're always looking for the advantage and the disadvantage, your brain and your body will just be able to pick that out even better. Your RAS basically helps you to pick out things that confirm your beliefs. All right. And that is powerful because if you're always looking for the advantage, then your body will just eventually become used to that. And you'll see advantages and disadvantages very quickly. So that's also called a bias towards happiness. Yeah. It is oh, because I'll, because you I'll become biased. <laughs> yeah, you become biased to it, and because it's an like you train your brain to only see that. So there's bad things that your brain could have been trained to see. Also. Exactly. In exactly. other ways, people talk about like implicit bias in a bad way, but you can also train your brain to pull that out, and then that just becomes a bias that you have. So yeah. what, what do you think, Jason? You I, think this I'm, is I'm, motivation? I, I, was le- I was letting you guys go because you guys talking about what it is. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the toolbox. I'm waiting for the drills. I'm waiting for the, oh. the quick, let's do it. All right. I'm waiting for that. Y'all got to get to that. I'm writing it. You know me. I, I use this as an, a learning opportunity. Every time we do this, I get involved. I learn. I want to look at my positives instead of looking at all my negatives. I want to know how I can train my brain. Yes, I got it, professionals. I need to train my brain. How do I do that? Yes, yes, yes. So let me tell you um, a little bit of my backstory is that when I graduated from veterinary school, I got really off track. I went into a really, 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 really busy practice where I was seeing about 25 to 35 cases a day as a new grad. And I didn't have a toolbox like you're mentioning. (laughs) And so oh, I didn't have any healthy coping mechanisms. So I turned to Mm -hmm. alcohol, I turned Mm -hmm. to smoking, and I turned to um, eating as sort of my ways to comfort myself. The three I biggest ones, right? That. That's pretty much what everybody right. turns to. One of those that's, three that's or, right. or all three. Yeah. Or all three. Yeah, exactly. And I will tell, let me, let me tell the candy verse right now, because you guys know that we, we all look at each other while we're recording the podcast. And you can't see. So let me describe for you. This man appears as though he has never eaten a wrong food item. <laughs> Ever. He makes healthy choices. <laughs> he looks as though he's never really had a drink. He looks like he, maybe he built the gym. Not only <laughs> that does was he so funny. Oh, thank God. Built the gym, right? <laughs> and so, but you, you had that bad experience. You, you I did, man. Let me tell you, school. let me tell you, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, man. It was just so bad. Like I, I was destroying my marriage. I was destroying my health. Mm. And, and luckily it never really manifested in my professional life. Like people didn't know oh, I was going lucky. through a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've always had the mindset of tr- treating people nicely. So mm-hmm. I, I never treated my coworkers poorly. I've never treated the clients poorly or anything like that, but I was definitely treating myself poorly right. Just when show. I got home. I was literally drinking like on a daily basis. Um, I would actually drink and drive on the way home from work. I'd be wow. so stressed out. And Oof. when I got home, I had another car with alcohol in it mm-hmm. and I would take a couple of shots before I went into the house mm. and the days turned to weeks, weeks turned to months and those months mm-hmm. turned into about two and a half, almost three years of doing that. Wow. And I didn't so even what recognize was the source myself. of stress. What was the source of stress? Because you say you were so stressed that you drank on the way home from work. Like what, what was the source of stress? Was it, you couldn't keep up with the caseload? Was it, um, you felt inadequate as a doctor? Was it like kind of self-doubt, imposter syndrome? Like what was the source of stress or was it all? Like, what was it? Yeah. So for me, um, there were just anything that was, I guess, difficult can bring stress to an individual's life. If you don't have that perspective that I was talking about earlier, right? If you, if you think that it's the fact that you have 25 to 35 cases, well, then that can stress you out. Um, we weren't leaving work as the doctor maybe was sometimes an hour, two hours after the hospital closed. Cause I still had, you know, medical notes that I needed to finish. And, uh, you know, sometimes doing, I did an, an intestinal resection and anastomosis within 30 days after graduating and the dog lived, I completed the surgery, <laughs> but for me, it was like super duper stressful. Like surgery yeah. wasn't something my wife thinks I'm an amazing surgeon. She's like, but you're so good at it. But it did stress me out, whereas she would love to have a German Shepherd, one-year-old, in-heat spade to do it. I'm like, you sicko. What is wrong with you? Right, right, Whereas me, I'm just like, I want to do it. I want to do it. Um, Yeah. And And so so for for some of our listeners, let me interrupt you, because for some of our listeners, the the intestinal resection and anastomosis is one of the most challenging 
abdominal surgeries that one can face, especially right out of school, because it's where we cut, totally cut in half a, a piece of intestine. We take out a chunk of it that's diseased, and then we try to put it back together without having leaks. And so it's yeah. like, imagine if you've ever tried to patch a garden hose, that's like um, a thousand times easier. <laughs> <than this. laughs> But most of us to... still come up with a leak. A leak, right? You can't have that. There's no, there's no, there's not <laughs> no. a lot of do-overs, right? You know, so, so there's funny. not a lot of do-overs in the right. gut, right? Because the know. belly doesn't like to have intestinal oh, contents. No. And so, so you can stress for days and days and days. And then the spay that his his wife is mentioning, if it's in heat, everyone knows those blood vessels. We're, they're what we call engorged, right? There's lots of blood everywhere. So anyway, okay. so these are two very difficult um, surgeries. I can't imagine um, thirty days out of vet school. You know, a resection and anastomosis. I did feel prepared, but there's still some level of stress that, sure. goes, so that goes along with that, mm -hmm. um, along with just your personal life problems. Like my wife and I were struggling at home. And so that's a part of the stressor. Mm -hmm. And there was this sense of just unfulfillment that I had and not really seeing a future that I a, was happy with. I saw myself staying in that in that hospital. I honestly love the hospital. I love my mm -hmm. boss. Like I had a good boss. I had amazing coworkers. I had amazing clients. I had amazingly stressful cases that I appreciate now. Right. But in that moment back then, it was hard. It was really really hard. Mm. And yeah. um, and if you don't have back to Jason, if you don't have that toolbox that I'm going to talk about in just a second, mm -hmm. I mean you will turn to something. You're going to cope one way or the other. Right. Yeah. All right. And so if you don't have like mindfulness, meant nothing to me, the word well-being meant nothing to me at all. Personal development, no meaning whatsoever. Mindset. I mean, what are you talking about? I have a mind and I sit down sometimes. Like what are you talking about? Mindset. <laughs> right? Like those things just weren't a thing to me. And so now they are. <laughs> That's another t-shirt saying, I have a mind and I sit down sometimes. <laughs> only in the South. But only yeah, in the South could that right. be a t-shirt because we yeah. sit. Because we, we sit. sit. Exactly. 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 <laughs> so um, the grammar, the grammar. Yeah. But so anyway, so, so what did you do? How'd you pull yourself out? This sounds like a super deep hole, so, friend. Yeah, man. Yes, I'm, yes. I don't yeah. know where you're going with this, but you better start being positive shortly. Hey, I got you, man. I got you. So one of the first things that I did was, and I don't even, I think there's something some level of esoteric happenstance that can kind of lead you to the path of having a life of true well-being. And for me, I started listening to a guy named Earl Nightingale. I mean, he's known as the Dean of Personal Development. And he had some really powerful things. He has something called the 30-Day Challenge. And he talked a lot about mindset and a lot about, mm -hmm. you know, just living the life that you want to live for yourself. Started listening to the guys like Les Brown and Eric Thomas and and other people who had struggled in life, but they came out of those struggles, okay? And my, my wife claims that she prayed for me, so maybe have somebody throw up a couple of prayers for you. <laughs> Dude, it does not hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I, I don't know if it helps either, but hey, I can't knock it for sure. That's um, right. But at, at any rate, I started reading, and I started like studying, and I started waking up early. I just, until those books behind me, I read yeah. over 60 books in 10 months all on business and entrepreneurship and happiness and well-being and improving my relationships and just uh -huh. everything that I wanted to do on health. And mm -hmm. I mean, my life completely changed. And I, I know most veterinary professionals are really busy. You may not have yeah. time, quote, quote, may not have the time to, to do that. But mm -hmm. I would argue that there is time. If you wake up a little bit earlier, when I said earlier that 10 minutes of cutting something in anatomy over time if you do 10 and 10 and 10 and 10 for months and years that adds up and it's a whole mm -hmm. lot more than the nothing that you would have been doing and so mm -hmm. jason people have already gone through this struggle and challenge i know you already understand this right and so people have already gone through burnout people have already gone through compassion fatigue and depressive episodes and anxiety and they have come out of it and they have written about it and they have podcasts about it and YouTube channels about it. Like there's no shortage of that information out there. And it, mm -hmm. but again, if you aren't looking for it, you'll never find it because it's not mainstream. It's not going to be taught in veterinary school. It's not going to be on the board exam, but it'll still F your life up. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it'll definitely. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that was missing, though, from your story is that because I hear this word a lot these days mm -hmm. and people talk about it as though it's a holy grail. Like if you if you have this life is golden, your is. career is going to work out. Let me guess. What is it? No, I think I know. What is it? Are you talking about is work life balance? No, no. Oh, come on. I thought that was it. I thought I that was it. I was ready for that one. It, it wasn't a question. That is another pet peeve because I, I don't know. I thought you were going to get a pet okay. peeve. Okay. But so here's another pet peeve. Okay. People talk about if I just found the right mentor, <laughs> then my life would be all okay. Jeez. Right? They talk about that. Um, have you yeah. heard this? Yeah. I, I, I have. There, there are a lot of one hit fixes that just aren't real. It, no, they It doesn't not. exist. It doesn't exist. If that's anything, right. I would say perspective is the closest thing that you can get to a one hit or quitter. And that's why I talk about it so much. But a mentor, if you get the right mentor, but most people haven't even found like, I don't even consider myself like a, a guru or a mentor or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just someone who just studies this stuff a lot. And you're going to find the tools, you're going to find those different things. But to think that one person could help you do it, but mentor, for me, they're important. Yeah. They're important. But here's the thing for me, if you think that that mentor is the, it's like, God, if I just had a mentor, I've only been out of school like six months. I'm having all this stress. I just need a mentor. You're already behind because you're missing the key concept, which is who's in charge of how exactly. this is going to roll for you. Is it your yeah. mentor? No. Right. Right. No. Right. Yep. It's you. Mm -hmm. And so your mentor could be all contained in one person, all those concepts, or it could be contained in like 15 different people that you get a different yeah. piece from, right? Like, you, yeah. so finding like a perfect mentor, I think that's amazing. I'm super jealous of people who find that. Right. But right. like, it's rare. It's like, you know, it's, it's very rare. You're exactly right. And nowadays with the internet, you can do exactly what you were just talking about. You can have 15, 20, 30, 40, hundreds of mentors if you want. Right. Because they put all their information on the internet in books. I don't have one book. I didn't read one book that changed my right. life. Look at the <laughs> bookshelf behind me, like all yeah. of those. And that's just a fraction of what I have in terms of audio yeah. books on my phone through Audible and in terms of books that I have on my phone through, you know, Kindle and things like that. And so you can have multiple mentors and, and you can have a, a veterinary mentor. You can have a motivational well-being mentor. You mm -hmm. can have a financial mentor. You can have a, a relationship mentor if you want. And so with the internet, there's just, there's just no excuse nowadays. So what do you think? Like, yeah, like, like Jason's talking about, like he's looking for these tools, right? right. So there are people who are mid-career. That's okay. us, dude. That's us, Jason. We're <laughs> mid-career now. <laughs> Not me. Uh, it, just because you graduated a little I, bit later than I did. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking okay. about. So how can we help not only those mid-career people who are still struggling a little bit or feel like they're, but also the veterinary students who are in school fixing to graduate and the current like new grads, how, like how, how can they help themselves to arrive at that kind of um, contentment? or sure. at least gather those skills to like start down a path? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And actually there's a simple three-step basic, what I call attainment framework. And I actually wow. have this that you can get through a race approved uh, seminar, okay? It's called, the, it's called the Veterinary Wellbeing Choice, how to prioritize, cultivate, and maintain well-being. The Veterinary Wellbeing Choice is through our uh, um, website called Get Motivated University. And, and don't worry. Don't drive off the road, anybody. You know we're going to put this in our episode notes. So that's, don't that's worry. Right. That's right. And maybe, maybe we'll give those people who listen to Vet Candy like a special discount on that so they can cool. get it for Boom. themselves. I, I think that would be a great thing to do. Boom. Um, you know, and so that would be really awesome. So ha hang it into the end and we'll give you that yes. discount. I'm going to make one up. So <laughs> just for you guys. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. That's yes. amazing. And do I, okay. do I get a special, special discount just for me? Because I obviously need it more than others, right? You're so funny, man. <laughs> I mean, I need it. So let I want to say, let, let, let me talk to the team. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just kidding. Not, yeah. We don't really have a team. It's just like we'll, me. We'll, talk, uh, to talk, talk to your yeah. wife. Talk to the team. You get back with me. Yeah. It's just me and two other people. But anyway. Right. Um, 
I forget. I forgot my question. But it, so, where can you find those? Where can you find those resources? It's a four-hour seminar. We just did it in Chicago for a group of eighteen hospitals. And Amazing. You will find that basic attainment framework, which I'm going to tell you right uh -huh. now. Uh -huh. So, step one is you have to commit to a life of well-being, both mm -hmm. personal and professional, for yourself. And I can tell you because I go into hospitals and I talk to people that people don't do this. I had not done it for myself upon graduating from veterinary school and thus mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I, I, la I lacked on that first step. I, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. it's, you have to make a commitment to yourself. And I'm not talking about a commitment like New Year's resolution where you have a slice of pizza in one hand, a beer in the other, and you're like, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm Wait, just like, what? Were you at my were house? Were you there? How did, how, how did <laughs> no, but I've made that resolution like 10 times. So, and it failed every single time, right? Right. So, right, so right. a real commitment can't come on a specific day, right? It, and right. it can't come if you're doing the thing that you're committing to not do in that moment. Like you can't <laughs> be, be drinking the alcohol. Like, oh, I'm stopping it. tomorrow. It's I'm my stopping. last drink. It's, it's an instant fail if you do that. And I, I've been guilty of that many times. Um, and so that's the first step, commit. And my mentor, Wallace Waddles, which I got that the only thing that can go wrong is your own personal attitude. You can always make that right. I got that from Wallace Waddles. He's the author of The Science of Getting Rich, The Science of Being Great, and The Science of Being Well. And um, he has another quote that says, if you haven't consciously committed to being um, healthy, wealthy, and excellent, you have unconsciously committed to being unhealthy, mediocre, and poor. And so to me, if you haven't consciously committed to, to having a life of well-being for yourself, you've sort of unconsciously committed to the inverse of that. All right. Because um, a not making a decision is in and of itself a decision. It, it's in so, and of itself. And there, there would be a result of that decision. Right. Yes. Okay. Because nature abhors the vacuum. Right. It's not like it's not going to happen. It, you just won't be in charge of picking it. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. For sure. I believe awesome. that's Jennifer's blackjack philosophy also. I don't know. Just an yes. aside. I think that's like 100%. Yes. I'm hitting on 17. I don't care. Move on. <laughs> if the dealer is showing 18, you die. I'm hitting on 17. Because we prefer to actively lose rather than passively win. We, okay. we joke, but that's not a terrible analogy, right? That, that's, not, yeah. that's not a terrible analogy. So Yeah, you, you've got to do something. You're doing something either way. And so the second step to the basic attainment framework and mm -hmm. the basic attainment framework is how you attain something, okay? It's right. very simple, right. right? It's not complex at all. The second step to that is imagination, imagination. Oh. So can you see in your mind that which you want to create? Uh, and most people don't even know what a life of well-being would look right. like for themselves. And right. if you don't know, know where point B is, you just can't get there right. unless you end up there by accident. In which case in point, you wouldn't even know that you were there. Right. Right. So right. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about that, Quincy, because there are, I 100% agree with that piece. You have to always, you have to, in your mind, you have to imagine what the opportunity looks like so that you'll recognize it when it shows up. Right? Yes. But when you say that to some people, what they hear is you're constantly unhappy. You're constantly looking for something else. You're constantly, and I'm like, no. So how do you answer that? Because some people, they are constantly looking for something else and they are unhappy. And so how do like, what's the difference? Right, 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 right. Wow. That's a really um, tough and deep question. And I think that the simple answer to that is, I don't know what the answer is to that, but I would recommend that people start the journey. That's all I am suggesting is that you start the journey. Start reading the books. You'll find the answers to your questions. They're already within you. Dr. Holly, Quincy doesn't know what you need in your life. Okay. I wake up at 3 a.m. You might need to sleep until 12 for your for for your sleep schedule, right? right? But have you taken a journey? Have you worked as hard for your well-being as you used to work for that A in vet school, like on an exam? Have an you a? Put in the Did they give those in vet school? I didn't I had enough C's to spell chocolate chip cookie cake like 10 times. So like, that was <laughs> totally me. So I don't know about the A's. Did I get one? <laughs> I, I think no you got there one. No definitely. Quint, you got one in anatomy. You just forgot all about it because you cut anatomy out of your life. So, I mean, <laughs> for sure you got one. There's, zero There's like so many puns in one statement. Yeah, I mean, if I could get an A for showing up, 
I still would have gotten a B probably. But anyway, so I think that uh, that's probably one of the one of the big things I would tell people is just go on the journey yeah. and see what happens. Go yeah. on a personal development journey. Listen to the personal development gurus out there, the Jim Rohns, the Earl Nightingales. I mean, there's just so many different. There's just so the many Quincy Hollies. You can listen to me if you want. If it makes you happy. Do you like the sound of my voice? <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> I mean, I everyone. Renee has Renee has a very soothing voice. Mine is like ah, intense. Um, You're like the like, Jocko ah, Willink of well-being, right? right? Do you guys know who Jocko Willink is? I don't know him, but no, a, no one knows who former, Jocko Willink is except for a, you, and that's why you brought it up. <laughs> he's a former Navy SEAL commander, and he oh, oh yeah, he, he's hot. Yeah, one hundred percent. My yeah. bad, I forgot the former he's Navy a, he's SEAL a, commander. He's, he's a motivational guy, right? He ah, writes books okay. about, what is it? Extreme ownership, right? Extreme ownership. I, ha- I have heard of that, 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So him and Leif Babin are two yeah. former Navy SEAL commanders who wrote this book. Yeah. Anyway, and Jocko was like the, oh, get up at 5 a.m. You better get it done. Well, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, and uh, yeah. no excuses. And, and um, so yeah. that doesn't work for my wife. She hates <laughs> that style. She hates that style. But, yeah. you know, some people need that style. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, but she yeah. she doesn't. She's like it's too much. I would I would much. say it does that style doesn't work for anyone over the age of X, and I don't want to get into it because it's just a different culture nowadays, for sure. That's how I, I think that style works for me. It, it does not work on my kids at uh-huh. all because <laughs> they, they, they learn different things in school, so you just sort of got to deal with it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but listen, I think I think you said some really good stuff. I want to I want to say two things because you guys were going really deep and wouldn't let me talk as as per the norm. But listen. A, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. I want to give a shout out to some audiobooks. Great, good idea. While you're driving, don't waste time. You can yes. Don't waste time driving. Oh. Who cares about? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get in trouble here. Concentrating on the road. That's terrible. Listen, yes, um, you can and, put and, on a podcast. Yeah, or podcast or, or something else. Just didn't, don't get too deep into it. <laughs> and B, I think all of that, all that you guys are saying, the hardest thing is recognizing that. Listen, I got an issue. I got to deal with it, right? And basically, what you're saying is to deal with it. You've got to. You don't have to pick the right end result. Just pick something and work towards it. And it's the working towards it that a you'll f- all this sappy stuff, right? You'll find yourself. You'll enjoy the journey. All of that. Uh, but those, those, um, it's the journey, not the destination. Right. But those are all sayings yes. because they're 100% true. Exactly. Right? exactly. Unless exactly. the destination is $10 million, right? The journey is almost always better, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're exactly I mean, right. And I think that, 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 that it is the answer to Jen's question and that it's not about the end result. It's, it's not about what you come up with in your imagination. It is about the journey and about the process. Right. And that end result might change. It might change. Like you might, uh-huh. you might want a billion dollars, but then yeah. you could that journey, want in one hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah throughout that journey, like, I don't even know how to spend a billion dollars. Why do I want to no. Wait, I, I, I 100% do. I can spend it. Don't, don't worry about that. Okay, that's not going to be one of my problems. But <laughs> apparently, but, it's hard. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I would say that the journey. I mean, the the end result, your goal will change. It should change. Sure. I would say even that sure. probably For should sure. change. Right? Sure, so. sure. Right, right. Can, and I think the, the the other big part of that, Jen, is that. If you're expecting something in the future to make you happy, you're already barking up the wrong tree. Excellent. So like if, if, if you point. can't be happy now, there's a great book for this called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I, I just finished going through it, and it's probably been out of the hundreds of books that I've read over the past three and a half years, the most profound in terms of its simplicity, that mm-hmm. if you're going to be happy, you can't be happy yesterday. You can't be happy tomorrow. You can only be happy now. Right. And that always applies to whatever moment you're existing in. And so uh, until you master that, you're going to be reaching or wishing. Yes. So, so I mean, I'm proud of you for a couple of things. One is, man, after vet school, you're reading some nonfiction books on, on purpose. That's like excellent, my friend, because I got <laughs> real tired of those nonfiction books during vet school. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, and you must have listened like 14 of them. I'm like, good for you. Excellent. <laughs> If Jack Reacher ever ever comes out with a, a well-being, I'm on uh, it. I'll be the first guide, in line. Jason's on it, right? Jason, Jack Reacher's life is all about well-being. Okay? It is. It's not who, is Jack, who, who is Jack Reacher? He's a fictional <laughs> character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jack Reacher, Dirk Pitt. These are guys we appreciate. But anyway, I think what's incredible here is being. Le- you have to learn to be happy. It is a skill. It's a skill. I think. I think it's a skill that uh, many people don't necessarily recognize that they can either give or teach their children or they can rob them of the opportunity to develop that skill when they're young. And then if you, if you don't get it for whatever reason, I mean, not everybody has the same path, which is, which is why people are interesting, but then recognize that and then 
work at honing that skill, right? That's that perspective that you talk about. That, and- that's a perspective. And I think to sort of your point and Jason's point, the third step in that three-step attainment framework is you must take massive, determined action. You can't stop at commitment. You cannot stop at the imagination. Mm-hmm. You have to take action. Mm-hmm. And to me, reading the books, listening to Vet Candy podcasts, listening to other podcasts out there, and there's so many of them. Shout out to Kim Kodaka and uh, it's called her company's Vetopia, A Time to Pause. One of the best well-being podcasts out there. And it's yeah. veterinary yeah. specific. She right. brings on some amazing individuals and they, t- they talk about their tools and their strategies that they use. And mm-hmm. so you've got to take some type of action. You can't sit mm-hmm. back. I mean, not taking action is like wanting a six pack, right? Wanting to lose yeah. the weight and not doing some sort of physical activity and not eating the right types of foods and at least doing the research about that. You've got to do something. And then complaining six weeks later when you look down at your belly and say, how'd that get bigger? I was, I was wanting a six pack. That's my, that's <laughs> called my every six week ritual. I don't really know <laughs> what you're talking about. And listen, it's been going on for a while. But yeah. you know what? So, so let me, let me roll this right on back to career here because I, you know, I go to a lot of conferences and I talk to a lot of people and I have people come up and ask me all the time. They're like, how do I get into working in public health? How do I get into working in zoo medicine? How do I get into working in disaster response? And I look at them and I'm like, that is a great question. And I, and, and number one, I'm proud of them for asking the question. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. number one. Right. <laughs> but then number two, like I can't, you know, it's tough love on the farm. So it's like, Hey, I'm proud of you. Whack. What, like, why are you asking me how to do it? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, the farm I, is I have a no idea. The, the farm is a definition of now. <laughs> great. That oh, happened yeah, great. Was, Moving on. Yeah. The farm is like, what have you done for me lately? If you've ever been on a farm, that's what it is, right? And so my friends will say, gosh, we're so like, we're in awe of how you live in the now. Well, welcome to a farm. So I, I look at them and I say, I have no idea. All I did was say yes to something that someone asked if I might want to try because I didn't know if it would make me happy. <laughs> but I didn't know if it wouldn't. And so if you're interested in something, if you want to change your career, if you want to have something that's less traditional, if you want to do something besides be in practice and you're a new grad, you're a mid-career, you're a, a late career, it doesn't matter. Decide that's what you want to do and do something, right? Just show up at your public health department. If you stand there for a few minutes, someone will come ask you what you need and then t- tell them. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell yes. them. It's the path. I mean, you just got to start somewhere and take some action. But continuing yeah. to do the same thing and expecting a different outcome is crazy. And, and that's so, when luck happens. Yes. When you are taking those actions, you, mm-hmm. you, you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. in terms of your mind. You've made the commitment. You've imagined it. And now you're working towards it. Luck will happen. The right people will just appear. Yes. The right opportunities will appear. And I, I'm doing quotation marks with my hands because they're not just appearing. You're, you're, you're keyed into that. You're yeah. attracting those but things. But that's, that's when we say that the universe looks out for you. For because sure. the universe, the universe will put things in your way yeah. as long as you're able to recognize them. Right, right, right. Um, and, so, it, and if you're struggling yeah. right now and hearing this podcast, if you're listening to this episode, the universe just did it for you. Yeah. And um, like the three-step basic attainment framework, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. And if you're an individual who's really going through some, some, some dark times right now, if you're in crisis, anything like that, like definitely reach out to, you know, a professional get some professional help. There's nothing wrong with that. That's Take the action. A, that's a Take really good action. thing, man. Just just get started. Start Googling stuff, YouTube and stuff. You'll find something. You'll find something. Yeah, and it'll be the best it'll be the best thing that you did for yourself. And that's okay. Right? Yeah. Nothing that's, feels that's okay. better than nothing feels better than taking a five when you have sixteen. That's like the best move ever. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's exactly right. Because it happens. That's it right. Happens. And it doesn't happen if you don't hit. Give me a card. That's right. <laughs> anyway. So, but really, we don't promote gambling here on Another News. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, so let's, so let's wrap it up here because this has been incredibly uplifting. But for real, if you find yourself having trouble, you should reach out. It doesn't matter who you reach out to. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody. You can reach out 
to us here at Vet Candy. Shoot us an email. We'll get you with, with some folks um, if, you, if you need some help. So um, anyway, there's no replacing that professional help that is available if, that's, if that is what you need at this time in your life. And we do have an upcoming podcast episode with a clinical psychologist that, that people may find helpful as well. Um, so there's some other tools that are out there for you, to, for you to reach for. You don't have to have all the answers yourself. I mean, even Dr. Quincy Hawley doesn't have all the answers, right? He just admitted right. it. But you can find some more help and certainly reach out to Dr. Quincy at his website. And you're going to tell us what that website is. Yes, that website is www.getmotivateduniversity.com. Okay. And that's our our online school of well-being specifically for veterinary professionals. So a lot of the resources and books that you can find out there, Mm -hmm. it may be like Brene Brown or something like that. She's got some really good information, but you'll have to extrapolate that to apply it to your very unique (laughs) life as a veterinary professional, which sometimes can be a little bit complex, which is why we created get motivated in the first place to bring it and those skills to the veterinary profession because we understand we've been through it you'll get that race course can i go ahead and give you the promo code i thought do about it, it do it do it do it so it's going to be get vet candy so it's the get from get motivated yeah uh, tie it in with vet candy love and it you're going to get 50 percent off 50 percent off <gasps> what's Dang, that's oh, not a small discount God. what is up dr yes, holly that is, that is for you guys for listening to vet candy's podcast Ooh. and for listening to this episode support awesome Wow, the, the, the candy first head just exploded Yeah, right Boom. now, 50% off, and it's 50% off to help yourself. Yes. I mean, it's yes. not helping Quincy, right? Nope. It ain't helping Jen. Nope. <laughs> it ain't helping Jason. It's helping yourself, and right. you will be much happier in your career if you take those steps to guard your own well-being first. Uh-oh. So, yeah, so I think that is fabulous, and so where they can sign up is at your website on Get Motivated is where they can sign up. Yeah, if they go to getmotivateduniversity.com, they will see the enroll links. So it'll be very straightforward. And again, you will get CE credit from from states that accept race. So Okay. And so to get a 50% off code, they put in get vet candy. That is correct. G E T. Uh, let me see. Get vet, vet candy. Hyper- <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Excellent. <laughs> I'm not gonna spell it. You guys got it, man. You he doesn't do it. anatomy and he doesn't do spelling. Okay. No, Everybody spelling has their drawbacks. Spelling, their spelling's out. <laughs> <laughs> or math. Awesome. Do a therapy oh, okay. math. Do a therapy math is out. <laughs> well thank you so much dr quincy for joining us in the candyverse this has been incredible what do you think dr jason man i loved it like always learned a lot i took some notes it's going to be great and i got some 50 percent off baby that's right everybody loves a discount makes us feel good so uh thank you so much for joining us we hope that you will agree to come back to the candyverse dr quincy Oh, oh oh for sure invite me back i'll be back anytime (laughs) invite me back after the National Veterinary Medical Board makes well-being a part of oh. the exam. Boom. I, think, I think it's coming. There's a we'll also invite There's you back before that. For That's sure. a dynamite right there. <laughs> it's like, you'll never come back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go get a seat on the board and put it on there myself. Well, you're going to put it on there yourself. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you know, academic is like a giant ship and a giant continent, right? They're great, but they hard to change direction. They are. They are. They are. <laughs> they're you're, super you're, hard. You're, you're right. You're right. But That's until right. then, but- get motivated at university. That's right. GetMotivatedUniversity.com. That's exactly right. So we'll put all that in our episode notes. We will not put that special code on our episode notes. However, you must listen to the end of the podcast episode. Yeah. So so we love it. Thank you so much. And for those of you out there in the Candyverse, I am Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Jason. And we will see you on another episode. You can follow us on all the socials at MyVetCandy. And otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode of In Other News. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.